1 Chronicles chapter 10, verses 13 to 14, we see that David is the rightful ruler of God's people, but his reign isn't yet recognized by everyone. We noted in yesterday's devotional that this is the already not yet position believers find themselves in today. Christ's kingdom is here, but still coming. It behooves us then to observe how the Israelites handled their own in-between time. Today, we'll take note of the fact that the people lived unworried and with understanding. First, they lived unworried. We can't read the history of Israel during the already not yet reign of King David without becoming acutely aware of the mirth that pervaded those who longed for the giant killer to assume his throne. Indeed, we see that there was abundant provisions of flour, cakes of figs, clusters of raisins and wine and oil, oxen and sheep, for there was joy in Israel. In a sense, the people's joy is odd. There are still battles to be fought, still enemies who schemed and plotted. Yet, their hope was in the chosen ruler whom God supplied. Why would they be worried by a straggling defender of a collapsing dynasty? Christians are in the same position. We too are fighting from a position of victory, of abundance. The battle is won. The enemy's head has been crushed under the bruised foot of the Messiah. We should never let the current upheaval and uncertainty of the world lead us to forget that the one who raised Jesus from the dead is with us, fighting our battles, winning our victories. Christians, like Israel of old, should be known as a people of great joy, even during trying times. Second, they lived with understanding. Though God was the one who finally brought about David's total reign, Israel nevertheless played a part in God's kingdom project. The sons of Issachar are a perfect example of this. They were known as men who understood the times. The great apologist William Edgar first brought to my attention the significance of this verse. While some insist that the sons of Issachar were astronomers, I think as Edgar's right that the text is commending their discernment. Indeed, that's the interpretation J.C. Ryle takes as he comments on this text. I cannot doubt that this sentence, like every other sentence in Scripture, was written for our learning. These men of Issachar are set before us as a pattern to be imitated and an example to be followed, for it is a most important thing to understand the times in which we live and to understand what those times require. Next to our Bible and our hearts, our Lord would have us study our own times. In a day in which information moves at the speed of light, trust in our political institutions is at an all-time low, and the family is disintegrating before our very eyes, the church is desperately in need of more sons of Issachar. The church needs people who can exegete the culture as well as they can exegete scripture. We need, as Israel needed, wise guides who understand the dangers and opportunities of the times. One greater than David has come. He has conquered his enemies, and all things have been placed in subjection to him. While the principalities and powers of the old order hold on by their fingernails, Christians live confidently in that kingdom that is both present and future, here and coming, already and not yet. The Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia. Let's pray. Almighty and most merciful God, 
Grant that by the indwelling of your Holy Spirit, we may be enlightened and strengthened for your service. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lift Up Your Heart's Devotionals is produced by GAFCON Global Anglicans. To support this and other GAFCON ministry, please visit gafcon.org.